Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. We are having a wonderful guest on the podcast today to talk all about shiny object syndrome and how we can overcome that as an entrepreneur. I don't know about you, but I have definitely had my fair share of seeing all the courses and all the coaches and the masterminds and the mentorships and, oh, I might need this digital product and what about this membership? I have done that so many times as an entrepreneur. It's easy to get sucked into that, to want to just keep buying all the things, to see this new object over here and want that. And I thought this was a perfect episode to talk about because this is something that I think we all will experience from time to time. So I was super excited to bring Christy on the podcast today to chat all about that, how we can overcome it, why shiny object syndrome can be a problem, how it can steer us away from the goals that we're trying to work towards and how we can get past that and what she gives us some strategies that we can do that. So I'm super excited to have you listen to today's interview. If this is also something that you are struggling with, we are going to talk about all of that and more with our guest, Christy. So I can't wait to see you inside the episode. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Christy. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you. I am very excited to be here. Yeah. So let's go ahead. And before we get into all the juicy stuff that we're going to talk about today, I would love for you to just introduce yourself to my audience, let them know who you are, um, what you do and how you got there. Okay. Uh, my name is Christy Weitenheimer and I am the founder of Simplicity for Solopreneurs. I am a podcaster and I have a website and I will soon have, I, I just started business coaching and then I will soon have a course. Um, I basically teach uh, solopreneurs how to simplify their business. So how to um, uh, create a simple structure for their day, scheduling, how to be more productive with the time that they do have. Um, so just basically trying to get rid of all the overwhelm and stress that comes with building an online business and trying to do all the things all by yourself. So I, I whittle it down to, um, to a more manageable uh, 
system. So I love that. Um, we're kindred spirits here because that is something that I'm super passionate about too, and not doing all the things and leading to burnout. And I think we can, there's so many things that we see online that we feel like we should do, be doing. And I know that's going to get right into our conversation. Um, but I, I love that. That's something that you're passionate about too. Now I would, before we get into our main topic for today, I would love to ask you, what were you doing before this, before you have this online business? I'd love to hear a little bit of the, the backstory there too. Okay. Well, I am an older woman, more maturish woman, if you would. Uh, so I have already had a, a whole life career. I was a teacher uh, in the public school system in Texas for um, right at 30 years. I did 24 of that teaching mostly in the elementary school. And then I spent my last six years in public education uh, working just under the Texas um, Education Agency. I worked at a local uh, education service center. And so I was teaching adults there, working with superintendents and principals and teachers and things. And so I, I've had a teaching role my whole life. Uh, retired whenever my first grandson was born and my daughter uh, wanted some help, uh, not, didn't really want to put him into daycare right away. So I was able to retire. And uh, once he went to daycare, I was looking for something to do for my second chapter of my life. And I know a lot of, of women in their midlife are in that situation where they're looking for something to do to bring in in my case, a little extra money in addition to my teacher retirement. And I wanted a creative outlet for myself. And back when I first started thinking about what career I wanted, there was no such thing as being an online entrepreneur. You know, the, the internet was really just getting started, blogs and things, you know, it was really even a little early for that. And so uh, I just, in my later years, I've been fascinated with the online world uh, back all through my life, especially my teaching career. I have been blessed to be one of those people that are very organized. Now, if you looked at my house right now, you might not necessarily think that, <laughs> but digitally, <laughs> I have always been one of those people that my peers in the schools would come to me and they would want tips on technology, they would want tips on staying organized digitally. And so, um, so that's kind of my jam. And I have found over the years that that is not necessarily a strength that many people have. You know, for what comes naturally to me does not come naturally to a lot of people and it can get in the way of, of them being productive, of making a success of it, uh, because they're either following too many people that are giving them way too many differing ideas, um, online organization isn't there, so they're constantly struggling to find uh, files and resources, you know, there, there are just so many issues that come up with not being organized and not being focused and productive, so I am taking those um, God-given strengths and abilities, and I am using those to help other women 
who are wanting to get into the online space and uh, be creative and make a little money in the meantime. So I'm so glad that I asked that question because I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a former elementary teacher too. <laughs> that is awesome. You did not last in the classroom as long as I did. <laughs> no, no, I was only five years. And then I, I'm one of those people who are a big risk taker. And I just, you know, I saw this opportunity that came across and I'm like, you know, my, I've got the teaching degree. I've got the certification. I could always go back if I want to. And I, my, a big reason why I wanted to is I want, I was in a similar situation probably that your daughter was in. And I didn't, I wanted to raise my kids. I wanted to be able to not have to go to work just to put them in daycare. So I totally relate to um, that part of your story and something else that you had mentioned about um, something I see a lot in, in my community we think that sometimes it can be a good thing to follow all these gurus and to be listening to all these podcasts. And I'm definitely a proponent of learning, but I think there comes a time where sometimes too much can be going on and it can be distracting. And um, I know you're going to talk to us today about shiny object syndrome, which is something that can come up a lot in the online space. So if you could just kind of give us for some people, like they maybe have heard of that, but they're like, what is this that people are talking about? Could you break down what shiny object syndrome is um, that we see often in the online space? Sure. Uh, and I think a lot of times people get shiny object syndrome because they are stuck in that learning phase that you were just talking about. So um, shiny object syndrome is just basically when we get online and we see this person and they're talking about this product or this course or this new resource or this new system and we think oh i've got to have that so we research it or we buy it or um you know we're we're chasing down that person all of a sudden we are so off task from what we were doing um, so that's an example of, you know, just going down that rabbit hole on, uh, on, on the internet. Um, we can have shiny object syndrome when we're on social media, for example, and we just, we get caught up, like I said, you know, on a rabbit hole where we see this and we're interested in it. And all of a sudden we're clicking on this because that catches our eye and, and like <laughs> All of a sudden, we've got 50 tabs open. <laughs> we've totally forgotten where we were originally. You know, we've gotten so off task. And a lot of times it is just, it's seeing this new idea or new course. And instead of deciding on a course and sticking with it, we're constantly flipping, constantly pivoting, constantly looking for the next best thing the the next best idea that's going to get us there quicker or um, easier or make us more money so shiny object syndrome is kind of like looking at your neighbors the grass you know is always greener kind of thing and so um, it can get us really off focus off track it can keep us constantly in the learning mode instead of the action mode and uh, really keep us from getting anything, you know, accomplished, anything that, anything important to accomplish, so to speak. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I see this come up a lot. I've, I've seen it with myself and I think, um, it's something that we can fall into without even like realizing that we're doing it and we're without even realizing that, that it's pulling us away or pulling us further away from what we're working on. Um, what are some ways that we can start to, well, I guess before I ask you that, I want to, I want to know is, is shiny object syndrome, can this work in our advantage or is this only something that um, can really pull us away from what we are trying to accomplish? Um, it's, I think a little of both. It, it's very detrimental, obviously, when it is keeping us from being productive with our very precious limited time. Uh, if it's keeping us from being actionable if it's keeping us stuck in that learning mode, then it's definitely not going to help us. It can be positive as long as it is very controlled because sometimes we do need inspiration or what we're doing is not working. And so we need to look at others' ideas of, you know, for example, uh, ways to monetize or, um, if we're looking for the best way to put our content out there online for the world to see. So there are definitely advantages and disadvantages. It really comes down to controlling it and being very purposeful with what we're searching for. I love, I'm, I'm glad that I asked that. And I love that you made that point too, because it's not like, you know, we're saying, you know, we only want you to focus on one thing. It can be helpful, but I, what I have seen it um, in my own community too, is like you said, listening to all the people and there's going to be different people online that you follow or that you listen to. One of them is going to be telling you to do it this way. And someone else is going to be telling you to do it this way. I know that I've even seen that too. Someone's like, you should only um, be doing video marketing. And then someone else is like podcasting is where it's at. And then someone else is, you know, saying something else. And it can, like, like we talked about, can get very distracting. We can feel pulled in different directions. And we, it almost stops us from taking action because we almost feel this like analysis paralysis type thing. Like, what do I do? I don't know which way is, is the right way. Is there anything that we can do when we get feeling like I'm, you know, I'm hearing these different opinions about what I should do or which way I should focus? Is there any way to figure out even what's the right way that we should go based on all these different things that we are seeing? Sure. I, I have a couple of suggestions. Um, first of all, just in general, um, I think it's really important when, when we, we have to recognize that we have shiny object syndrome and that it is causing us problems. And once you do, it's really important to be able to control that. So one of the ways that I did that is if I saw something that I thought I was going to need in the future, I just left it. I was bookmarking everything under the sun. And all of a sudden I have all these bookmarks. There's no way I would ever have time to go back through. So one important thing is to look at the stage of business that you're in right now. What are you currently needing to know that you don't know? And then as you come across these items, you have some type of bookmarking system, but I, it has to be very strategic. 
It's only what you're needing to know right now or in the, the maybe the next step. It's not five steps down the road. Um, that will keep your bookmarks, like say, under control and manageable. Using a system such as Pocket uh, is very um, useful because it's free. You can bookmark um, articles, blog posts, videos, whatever it is that you have come across, and you can tag them, which is a great feature because if you are right now needing to learn, let's say you're going to start a YouTube video and you are needing to learn how to um, edit them, for example, then if you find something really good about editing, you can just put a couple of tags on it like video editing, and then you can come back and sort by those tags and find those articles. That way you have what you need, but you don't have to spend your time right this minute researching it. You can wait until you, and I advise scheduling in some what I call SOS time, shiny object syndrome time to go back and look at those things that you have saved only do it during that scheduled time. So if you see something, you can bookmark it and then come back to it when it's scheduled. So it does not keep you off task, off focus. Another suggestion is to really, I know I was really bad about subscribing to everything free under the sun. And then I had so many emails that you know, because you are signed up for that email list. And that was really hard because, you know, it just, I don't have time to go through that. So go through your inbox and unsubscribe, 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 and just pick those maybe one, two, three at tops of those mentors that, that you want to follow and listen to. And in that regard, you were talking about um, not really knowing what do I want to do? Who do I want to follow? This guru says this, this you know, person says that. I went through that and I was following people who really, I thought they had what I needed, but they really did not match up with my values, with my core principles, um, with how I wanted to do business. And I was forcing myself into some, I was forcing those, you know, square pegs into round holes because we just didn't fit. So it's very important when you are, if you're looking for a mentor to find someone who really, really aligns with you. And that takes some prayer, some looking at what really lights you up, um, and just who communicates in a way that lights you up, the way they do their business, you can go, oh, I like that. That's what I want for myself. So it's so important, you know, and especially with shiny object syndrome, you can't and don't need to, don't want to follow everyone under the sun. So it's really, really important like I said, to align yourself with someone that has similar values is, mm -hmm. is a really, it's really important. 
Yeah, that was something. And it really wasn't for, I don't think for me, it was shiny object syndrome, but it was almost like I was feeling like if I was following all these people that, you know, I I enjoyed their content, but sometimes for me, it was pulling me away because I was feeling like, well, I'm not good enough. And, you know, well, they're doing it. So I shouldn't do it and all this stuff too. And one thing that was really helpful for me, I started doing this at the beginning of the year, um, was not unfollowing them, but just going like, especially on Instagram, because it can be, like you said, it can, it can turn into this thing where we start forgetting about why we're doing what we're doing. So for me, it was going in and just muting them. Like that way I, I didn't have the temptation to view their stories or to look at their stuff. And, and that way, you know, if there did come a time where maybe I might want to, you know, be inspired by them or something, I could go back and do that. And I love that you brought up the unsubscribing thing. Cause that is something that we see everything free and we're like free for freeze for me. And I'm going to do it and do it. And before you know it, you're not, you almost, you get too many, like I said, you get too many ideas and you're not really, you're in the process of just consuming stuff as opposed to getting out there and and creating and being behind the, the steering wheel, so to speak. Exactly. Because your shiny object syndrome, what it basically ends up doing is it really does keep you in the learning mode and it does keep you from being actionable with your time and it keeps you very, very unfocused. And, you know, I think the number one thing that you have to do in your business, once you've decided, you know, kind of on your business model, then you have to just put your head down and focus and work it and don't look up and, you know, and give it some time before, if you decide it's not working, you know, after a couple of months, you give it your all and whatever it is, you know, I did that with blogging, for example, I blogged and I found that I was not a blogger after a while. So it wasn't working. So I had to look and see what content avenue was going to be right for my personality. Um, But you got to, whatever it is you decide, you've got to give it a try and don't And don't look up until it's either, you know, that it's what you want to do or, okay, I have to pivot and it's okay to pivot. It's okay to say, this is not for me. And then you go and you research and you look for that next thing. But again, that, that looking, that searching needs to be very intentional and and really intentionality and focus is, is what's going to make you uh, productive and make you successful in the end, not trying to follow everybody, not trying to, you know, do it all, follow all the things, subscribe to all the freebies that just keeps you stuck. And I know from experience, my first several years were spent way too much and just embedded in SOS. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. when I finally freed myself from it, that's when that's when happiness and success started coming in. So totally one, I heard this, I'm, I'm not sure where I heard it. And I'm sure I've probably heard it a couple times in a couple of different variations. And the one thing that really stuck with me and it just made sense was, you know, talking about seeing two cars, like driving down the road, you're driving one car and someone else is driving. Maybe they've got a shinier car or a faster car. Um, and you're constantly looking over to check them out and to see what they're doing. And they're going to get to that destination faster than you. And that is something that I'm 
I'm, I feel very strongly about because I've seen it with myself. I've tried to like, you know, do all the different things. And someone says, oh, this is the next thing. And it just, it veers you off course. I, you know, if you could see me right now, I'm doing all these hand motions, but it really does. It, it takes you away from, from what your purpose is and what you're supposed to do. And you're going to get there a lot faster and you're going to, you know, probably not hit those potholes. If you just keep your head down, focus on you and um, like you said, finding that passion and what you're passionate about and what way you want to take your business model and giving it the consistency that it needs, because that that's something that I will see constantly too. talking about, well, it's not working for me and it's not happening for me. And when you really sit down and you're like, okay, well, are you giving it the, the full effort that it needs? Are you putting your all into it? Or are you kind of just dabbling into it? Cause if you're just dabbling, you know, that's the kind of results you'll get. But if you are really hardcore focused, you will see that success come through for you. Exactly. You know, as you're talking about the cars and looking over and seeing someone else, you know, that's one of the pitfalls is that you start comparing yourself to others and no one's journey is going to be the same. Your journey is yours and yours alone. And so it is so easy to start comparing ourselves to others. So, you know, when, when we have this shiny object person, as opposed, you know, to this shiny object things, that's what happens. And so, so whether the shiny object syndrome is, is looking from person to person, or if it's looking, for example, from digital tool to digital tool, that's another problem I see is people will be on Trello and they, they're enjoying it, but, oh, this person says that a sauna is better. So instead of just sticking with Trello that's working for them, there's nothing, they're not having any trouble, but oh, this one is better. They say it's better. So they go and they take the time to learn the brand new platform and tool. And, you know, that's just a lot of wasted time. Now, obviously, if your tool is not working for you, then yes, you need to look for something else. But if what you're doing is working, don't throw it out just because someone else tells you that there's something better over here on the horizon. And, and I see that a lot with shiny object syndrome is in the digital tool space and platforms mm -hmm. that, you know, everybody has their favorite tool and you just, once you find one that works for you, don't give it up because it takes so much time to learn some, a new platform, a new tool. Yeah. I'm very much behind that too, because that's, I like to tell my students that too. It's like, you have to pick what works for you. Like what might work for me? I am someone who I did try Trello and for some reason, my brain could not, it just wouldn't work. And I tried so hard to get it to work because someone was telling me, you know, you got to be using Trello. And instead of like, I just try, I kept trying, kept trying. And finally I found a system that works for me. So I, I will tell people like, Hey, this is what I'm, I use, but that's because it worked for the way that my brain works. Your brain might work well with Trello and I'm not telling you to switch, you know? So, and I'm just like, I, I want to let my people know, like do what works for you. I'm going to share my own experience, but I am no means like telling you that my way is the only way this program is the only program you've got to find what works for your business. And, and as long, like you said, as long as it's working, then stick with it. Don't just change because, you know, someone else said that it's cheaper or it's better or whatever the reason may be. Exactly. Exactly.
Well, um, this is very helpful and definitely helpful for me to hear it too. And I know my listeners are going to love it. And I loved your story so much about how you, you know, you had this career and you, you know, you did the thing and then now, you know, you're trying to find this other outlet. I would love for you to just share any piece of advice that you have for someone who's, you know, maybe in a similar situation that you were in, or is maybe thinking I've done the thing and, and maybe there's something else out there for me. What advice, having gone through that, would you give them um, to maybe help them along or encourage them? Um, I would say, you wow, you just really hit me. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Okay. <laughs> advice: um, take a period if you if you they have not started yet. Take a period of time to just really contemplate what it is that you're thing, what it is that you're good at, that has either naturally come to you, or that you have learned through trial and error and your own problems and that you've overcome. Think about what it is that you know, that will help others, and make sure that it is something that lights you up, that you are passionate about. Because in the beginning, I have pivoted so many times in my online space before I finally, within probably just this last year, have finally landed on what it was that God had me. He had his purpose for me. And for whatever reason, I was fighting it because I thought I needed to do this or I needed to do that. You know, just because I was teacher in the beginning, I thought, well, it, my business has to do something with children and parents. And, and you know, it, I can take my strengths as a teacher, you know, just the skill set of being a teacher and teach things that I love. And it doesn't have to necessarily coincide exactly with what I did in my prior life, so to speak. So I, I think it's really important to take some time and just really think about what you enjoy, what you're good at. And sometimes, like I say, it's hard to, to separate that thinking that you just have to continue on with what you were doing before. So you know, take, take that time and space and uh, take it to God and, and let him reveal that purpose to you so that uh -huh. it's not so many different businesses started and pivots and, you know, not to say that I have not learned a ton of lessons through all the pivoting, you know, my journey got me where I am and I'm really happy where I am right now. So that's okay, but it could have been a little faster and easier, but it just seems like um, I wasn't taking what was right there in front of me. You know, right. I, I made it too hard. So, right. And sometimes that's hard for us, right. To like, see it too. And sometimes even like it, sometimes it can even take, I know for me, I felt like for the longest time I was fighting what I felt like I was meant to, to teach on because I felt like, well, there's so many other people that are doing this, you know, who do, I don't want to add more noise to it. And I was fighting against it and I was trying to create something and it really was my coach. It was investing in a coach and, and her kind of showing me like, no, this, this is what they're asking for. This is what you need to do. So um, that was helpful for me just to kind of 
even like you said, go through that, even though it's hard and it's messy too. Sometimes I think the best lessons are learned through that. And I think no matter what we do, um, there's times where I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have spent all this money on college to be a teacher, just to have my own online business. But I think there's lessons learned in that too. So there's like, no, there's no failures. There's no mistakes. It can all be a great lesson. That, that is very true. And yes, there is no, there's no such thing as a mistake. So even, even my pivoting journey was not necessarily a mistake because like say, I, I learned a lot. And when I started this current business, I had a lot of business background that I did not start with. So I was able to get it up and running much faster. And something you said too about a business coach, it's really funny because from the beginning, you know, you're trying to start an online business for as little money as possible, obviously. And people kept talking about coaches. And I was one of those that I was not going to invest in a coach that was too expensive. I was going to do it on my own. And of course I ended up spending money on wasted courses instead when I could have had a coach for way less than what I ended up spending on useless courses. But I have recently found, found a business coach and, and did invest. And, and that was something I thought I would never do, but it was the best investment that I have made because clarity is so very important. So very important. And like you said, sometimes you can't get there by mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. So if I had anything to redo, it probably would have been to get a coach a lot sooner. <laughs> I hear that so many times too. And I felt that way too. And now it's like, you know, hindsight's 2020, but it's nice that we can be of the wiser now. And we can tell people like, no, like, I mean, I am, I'm very, I see the same thing too. And I, what I always try to tell people like in, investing is scary. I don't want to like take that away. That's hard to make that transition it when is. you're trying to get your business up and running. But what I've, it's always helped me is if someone's going to save me time, I can never earn time back. I can always earn more money. There's always something that I could do. I can, you know, sell stuff in my, in my attic. Like I, I could do something to make money, but if someone's going to help the process of what I'm trying to do, if they can condense it down instead of it taking me months, they could maybe help me get it done in weeks. To me, uh, it's, that's something I'm always for. <laughs> I can always get behind that. <laughs> Well, Christy, thank you so much for everything that you've shared today and for being so open and honest about this. I, I, like I said, I think this is going to be such a helpful conversation for my listeners. And I would love for you to share um, where we can find you and come hang out with you and learn more about what you have to offer. Okay. Well, um, you can find me on my website. It's uh, simplicityforsolopreneurs.com. Uh, you can also look on your favorite podcast app and search for Simplicity for Solopreneurs um, and find my podcast. And um, those are the, the two best places that you can reach me. Uh, if on my, once you get on my website, you can see um, if you're interested in coaching officer, you know, offers. I have that. I've got a few freebies. Uh, I have my podcast episodes on there. So really, that is a great hub, you know, contact information, all of that. So that's probably the easiest one-stop place to go is simplicityforsolopreneurs.com. Perfect. Well, we will link all that up in the show notes. So if anybody wants to grab that, it'll be an easy click away. And I just want to thank you again for coming on today. 
Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. You make it very easy. Oh, good. <laughs> thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.